0: Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Need expert advice on your family's health? Speak to us today at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy
1: network. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1. Okay, we'll compose ourselves now. Um... And uh, of course, the new version of the Holy Spirit is AI. It is through everything increasingly. And have you seen these video clips that were floating around the last week? They're from something called Sora, which is part of Open AI, uh, the people who brought us Chat GPT. And they're basically AI-generated mini movies. Like they basically gave the AI a few sentences describing a scene. Bang! You get a, you get a video of it. And I'm joined now by Elaine Burke, host of. The for tech sake podcast. Hi, Elaine. Hello. So you see these videos, and you do kind of think this is the beginning of the end of Hollywood.
0: Uh, I don't think okay. that. Um, simply because they they they'd be a huge threat to the ad industry. I would say because they're very glossy videos. Um, that's something that AI tends to produce. It's always kind of like gears towards positive. So things are nearly almost too perfect really? and too glossy. Yeah. yeah? It's something to do with the way it's trained. It's always trying to do things that are going to please the user. So it aims towards positivity. Um, and that's something that you don't always see in some great films. Sometimes they like things to look a little bit gritty. They like to have certain effects to the camera work and stuff like that that actually doesn't skew towards perfection. That's like kind of something that you see in great filmmaking. Um, but in advertising, you certainly see that glossiness, that perfection. Um, and the, the What
1: is going on here? What, what what, yeah, what so it's a text, what, it about?
0: text to video. Um, generation engine. So you send in a text prompt and say you can say we want to see a scene where you fly through the sky and there's cherry blossom trees blooming in Tokyo and there's people walking down the street and the camera follows them on their trek down the street. Now they released a video like that and yeah. uh, it does exactly what I've described there and there's cherry blossom petals floating in the wind and stuff like that but it does look very glossy, very stylized. and actually I think they picked Tokyo because they knew a Western audience was going to pick up a lot of this media and the sign that's meant to be in Tokyo does look like what we would perceive as Japanese as Westerners who don't speak Japanese but it's actually kind of gibberish okay. and there's flaws like that in the video there's another video of um, I think it's a woman uh, making something in a kitchen and the spoon disappears slightly there's a woman walking down the street and her legs switch suddenly at a specific frame so if you're looking really carefully there are errors um, in the videos but they do look really really good they look like perfume advertising that's the way I'd say they kind of scale <laughs> do. of they the production do. of them yeah. and they're silent as well there's no audio over these videos because they haven't quite figured out audio syncing with this kind of video, and they're only sixty seconds long. So advertising industry definitely a use case for them there, I think
1: okay. So we saw Tyler Perry, you know, who's a, a, kind of a big producer actor, everything in America. he's he's called off an eight million expansion of his studio. an eight hundred
0: million, $800 million sorry yeah, yeah. expansion
1: because he's saying, look, I can see what's coming down the tracks here and uh, there's no point.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting standpoint. So he's not going to add 12 sound stages to a studio complex that he already has in Atlanta and Georgia. And that means like, you know, you'd be building sets that would, you know, mimic locations. So if you wanted downtown Tokyo in Atlanta, Georgia, you'd build it on a sound stage. Um, And now he's seeing maybe that you'd be able to recreate that in AI and not have to, to go through that build. And he's saying like, this is a threat to the industry. This is a threat to jobs. But at the end of the day, he has decided to close that investment and not invest in those jobs. So it is his decision based on an AI that I have to say is not publicly available yet. It's okay. only available to select a uh, few researchers
1: and partners that of OpenAI. quickly though, will it? It's moving fast. Well, like, it, it, it is
0: moving fast but they are trying to, like, they'll have to put guardrails on this technology because obviously there's a risk of if people can make a video of anything that looks realistic that, you know, adds a lot of risk for disinformation and misinformation out there. So whether that can get released, especially with the EU AI Act coming down the line and the risk that may be involved with that kind of a technology, I would have a lot of question marks about how quick this could come on stream and it's also like it's very very expensive something that I'd like people to be aware of is a lot of what we're getting when it comes to AI is coming from the companies even the research is actually heavily dominated at the moment by the big tech companies backing the research so a lot of the like information that we have about AI comes from them, and this is a controlled demo that has been released from OpenAI. It's you know there's only a limited amount of people have access to Sora, and the videos that we've seen are the best of the best from their experimentations with it. So it is like seeing the ads for an iPhone, and it says like sequence shortened because it's actually not going to work as quickly as it looks to, um, and and all, all that is about kind of promoting this industry and gaining more investment into it because it's very very costly the chips that run on these servers and one single chip can cost tens of thousands of dollars. And you can have estimates that say, and I think this was an earlier version of ChatGPT, it costs maybe $700,000 a day to run that. So this is not an industry that's going to be profitable at $20 a month subscription rates with okay. that going on and it's still very very expensive to produce these things and that kind of text to video high quality stuff is going to be even more expensive have an even more energy load performance load that they have to account for and so that's can we why we all I think
1: calm down a bit about the penetration of AI into this kind of yeah, thing and into our lives it's
0: very advantageous to open AI for us all to see this and think that's the end of an industry because it makes <laughs> them look really powerful and really investable okay. and really strong but I don't think we're quite there yet like I said there's no audio it can only do 60 seconds and I don't think they have the capacity to do more than that without you know completely using all of the energy and se- semiconductors and chips available to them in the world right now to create a whole fil- uh, film out of this stuff
1: OK you mentioned there um, though the idea of fakes, elections, mm. all that kind of thing. Half the world voting this year. It is AI and, and deep fakes going to be a factor?
0: Absolutely. It is definitely a problem. Now, what they're doing with Sora at the moment in OpenAI is something called red teaming, which is basically trying to get people to misuse this technology so that they can kind of figure out what to do to protect against that. It's something that you'd see in uh, cybersecurity where you have ethical hackers trying to breach a system okay. so that you learn more about how to protect that system. So that's what they're working on with Sora. Now, that's OpenAI's text-to-video engine. There are other text-to-video engines out there, there are other companies developing this technology and deep fakes are already an issue but what I would say is that again we do inflate the issue when it comes to these really impressive videos. A UL study very recently, I think it was in the last two years, looked at, and as a team of psychologists looked at how we respond to deep fakes compared to other materials and our memories are so fallible that it's not actually more effective a deep fake in uh, influencing your memory of an event than other materials such as even just a press release or news information or other things that might guide you to think something happened that didn't happen, that kind of Mandela effect.
1: OK, OK. All right, look, I'll do clutch my pearls for the time <laughs> being. So, <laughs> Elaine Byrne of the podcast for Tech's Sake, thank you very much. We'll take a break. Email brendan at rte.ie